0: Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Growing up in the grinding poverty of colonial Africa, America was my shining hope. Dr. Pius Kamau, a surgeon, is speaking. Martin Luther King's nonviolent political struggle made freedom and equality sound like achievable goals. America's ideals filled my head. Someday I promised myself I would walk on America's streets. As soon as I set foot in American hospitals, reality, racism, quickly intruded on these ideals. My color and accent set me apart but I'm a doctor. I believe every patient I touch deserves the same care and concern from me. In 1999, I was on call when a 19-year-old patient was brought in after a car accident. He was a white supremacist, an American Nazi with a swastika tattooed on his chest. The nurses told me he wouldn't let me touch him. When I came close to him, he spat on me. In that moment, I wanted no part of him either, but no other physician would take him on. I realized I had to minister to him as best I could. I talked to him, but he refused to look at me or acknowledge me. He would only speak through the white nurses. Only they could check his body for injury. Only they could touch his tattooed chest. As it turned out, he was not badly hurt, and so we parted, strangers. I still wonder, was there more I could have done to make our encounter better? Could I have approached him differently? Could I have tried harder to win his trust? I can only guess his thoughts about me or the beliefs he lived by. His racism, I think, had little to do with me personally, and I want to think it had little to do with America, with the faith of Martin Luther King and the other great Americans whose words I heard back in Africa who made me believe in this nation's ideals of equality and freedom. My hands, my black hands, have saved many lives. I believe in my duty to heal. I believe all patients, all human beings are equal and that I must try to care for everyone, even those who would rather die than consider me their equal. Blessed are they who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy This is a poem by American poet Jared of the Marin, called Family Reunion The divorced mother and her divorcing daughter the about to be ex-son-in-law and the ex-husband's adopted son the divorcing daughter's child who is the step-nephew of the ex-husband's adopted son Everyone cordial, the ex-husband's second wife, friendly to the first wife, warm to the divorcing daughter's child's great-grandmother, who was herself, long ago, divorced. Everyone grown used to the idea of divorce. Almost everyone has separated from the landscape of a childhood. Collections of people in cities are divorced from clean air and stars. Toddlers in daycare are parted from working parents. School children from the assumption of unbloodied day-long safety. Old people die apart from all they've gathered over time and in strange beds. Adults grow estranged from a god, evidently divorced from history. Most are cut off from their own histories, each of which waits like a child left at daycare. What if you turned back for a moment and put your arms around your history? Yes, you might be late for work. No, your history doesn't smell sweet like a toddler's head. But look at those small, round wrists, that short-legged, comical walk. Caress your history. Who else will promise to come back later? Pay attention when it asks you simple questions. Where are we going? Is it scary? What happened? Can I have more now? Who's that? Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Indian American scientist Sherry White writes, my mother is a geneticist, and from her I learned that despite our differences in size, shape, and color, we humans are 99.9% the same. It is in our nature to see differences, skin, hair, and eye color, height, language, gender, sexual orientation, political leanings, but also in our nature, way down in the DNA that makes us human, we are almost identical. And so we should pray not for kingdom come, but Kingdom come. Pray for the time to come and quickly when everyone recognizes everyone as kindred, kindred, humankind, humans, human beings, being kind. In locations all over the world, in 70 countries, and on all seven continents. Seattle resident Matt Harding made videos of himself dancing in front of a camera. The montage went viral and has close to 20 million viewings on YouTube. In an interview with NPR's Jay Allison, Matt Harding says, a lot of people wanted to dance along with me, so I started to invite them to join in everywhere I went, from Toronto to Tokyo to Timbuktu. Here's what I can report, he continues, people want to feel connected to each other. They want to be heard and seen, and they're curious to hear and see others from places far away. My brain was designed to inhabit a fairly small social network of maybe a few dozen other primates, a tribe. Beyond that size, I start to get overwhelmed. And yet here I am in a world of over six billion people, all of whom are inextricably linked together. I don't need to travel to influence lives on the other side of the globe. All I have to do is buy a cup of coffee or a tank of gas. My tribe has grown in a single, impossibly vast social network, whether I like it or not. The problem isn't that the world has changed. It's that my primitive caveman brain hasn't. I am fantastic at seeing differences. Everybody is. I can quickly pick out those who look or behave differently, and unless I actively override the tendency, I will perceive them as threat. That instinct may have been useful once to my tribe, but when I travel, when I live in this world, It's a liability. When I dance with people, I see them smile and laugh and act ridiculous. It makes those differences seem smaller. The world seems simpler. And my caveman brain finds that comforting. Matt Harding concludes, I believe my children will be more curious, more eager to absorb and to connect. And I believe when they look into the eyes of strangers, what they'll see before the differences are the things that are the same. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Eve Birch is a librarian in Martinsburg, West Virginia. She writes, I used to believe in the American dream that meant a job, a mortgage, cable, credit, warranties, success. I wanted it and worked toward it like everyone else, all of us separately chasing the same thing. One year, through a series of unhappy events, It all fell apart. I found myself homeless and alone. I had my truck and $56. I came upon a shack in an isolated hollow four miles up a winding mountain road over the Potomac River in West Virginia. It was abandoned, full of broken glass and rubbish. I hadn't been alone for 25 years, and I was scared. But I found the owner and rented it for $50 a month. The locals knew nothing about me, but slowly they started teaching me the art of being a neighbor. They dropped off blankets, candles, tools, and canned deer meat, and they began sticking around to chat. They'd ask me if I wanted to go fishing, maybe get drunk some night. They started to teach me a belief in a different American dream, not the one of individual achievement but one of neighborliness. Men would stop by with wild berries, ice cream, truck parts, and bullets to see if I was up for courting. I wasn't, but they were civil anyway. The women taught me the value of a whetstone to sharpen my knives, how to store food in the creek and keep it cold and safe. What I had believed in, all those things I thought were necessary for a civilized life, were non-existent in this place. Up on the mountain, my most valuable possessions were my relationships with my neighbors. After four years in that hollow, I moved back into town. I saw that a lot of people were having a really hard time losing their jobs and homes. I managed to rent a house big enough to take in a handful of people. Over time, I've had nine move in. We'd all be in shelters if we hadn't banded together. The American dream I believe in now is a shared one. It's not so much about what I can get for myself. It's about how we can all get by together. Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Beloved spiritual companions, may we recommit ourselves to a transformative belief in this nation's ideals of equality and freedom. May we pay attention when our history asks us, where are we going? Is it scary? What happened? Can I have more now? Who is that? We humans are 99% the same. We are almost identical. Kingdom come kindred, humankind, humans being kind to everyone and everything, always. When we look into the eyes of strangers, before we see the differences, may we see the things that are the same. May we practice the art of being a good neighbor it's not so much about what we can get for ourselves it's about how we can all get by together let us give thanks amen thank you for listening to this week's podcast we would love to hear from you via email at office at